This is legit. Hey, hey, what is good? Bissy here. If this is the first time you're tuning into the Legit Podcast, welcome, welcome. So elated to have you here. What's going on here right now is we're doing this Thank You Divorce series where I have legit chats, as I like to call it, with couples who are either both divorcees or one of them has been married before and just going through a journey of what life looked like in their shoes and from their eyes navigating divorce, shame, healing, being single again and opening um, oneself back up to love again and then what marriage looks like now. So it is packed and this is Megan Kelvin's story and we're not quite yet done with it. This is the third part. So if you have not caught the first and second, be sure to do so in the show notes um, or check it out on YouTube if you just ch- type in Thank You Divorce Series, Bissy Brima. It should come up. But let's get right into what this episode is about. Breakup in general, sometimes it is mm-hmm. hard to open yourself up again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Trust, insecurity, yeah. or even projecting previous things. <laughs> changed before I met Kelvin for sure <laughs> okay and on that note um how long have you guys been married only a year and a half yeah okay and, a half. and yeah. you mentioned that you realized that you blossomed after your divorce so um what did you do in that period like between the time that you have you got your divorce until meeting pastor Kelvin how did you live that life what did blossoming look like i mean i was single a uh, single mom for seven years okay. so i was single for seven years after my divorce um and so i can look back and see kind of cycles that i went through okay. where i would be initially um and i had a good mentor early on when i wasn't sure if i was going to end up divorced or not because i did believe that marriage is forever and so when I was facing divorce, I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking like, will it happen? Will it not? And one thing that I brought or mentioned was like, you know, well, like, I don't even know who I would marry. Like I was automatically thinking like, I just have to be a married woman also. Like, um, and she just like cut that down and said, no, like, don't even let that be a thought in your mind that you will ever get remarried. Because first of all, everybody your age is going to have a ton of baggage. Like she was so inspiring but no she was that was the best advice I could have gotten so she just really prepared my mind to not think about finding greener grass in some other yard but to like be on my own decide what how I'm going to take care of Emma get very practical my daughter Emma and um just do my own life and she really inspired me to like she started asking me questions like, well, what do you want to do? And these are things I hadn't even thought of. I had just been a homemaker. Mm-hmm. So some of the things I started doing immediately were um, painting a lot because I'm an artist. I really just pursued some things that seemed interesting to me. I was very open. And so one of the things I think I did a lot was starving my distractions and feeding my focus, mm-hmm. which is something that you've talked about. And... 
I really focused on my career, but more than that, I really like focused on my friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I saved up and I went traveling quite a bit, and I always traveled on a budget. <laughs> you always talk about being on a budget. <laughs> yeah. But um, I really like threw myself into just pretty much anything that sounded fun, new food, new places to go see, like, and introducing my daughter to things. And I think I kept myself so busy sometimes to the point that probably wasn't healthy, but it did, like, keep me, like, I I went a year and a half before dating anyone, which I think was pretty cool, and then, um, because I needed that time. And then I dated different people, but, like, I was mostly just pursuing dates that were interesting to me or exciting or fun, so. Your life was colorful. Like, I, there's something I say where I feel like growing up conservatively, so was I, um, our lives, well, I think unintentionally, we are taught to see our lives in this one dimension, this just one way, narrow way. And so um, hearing that, you know, you did travel and you focus on other stuff and I feel like that's, that's color. And I know you do, yeah. you know, you talk a lot about color and your art. And, um, I, and I think that's really, that's really something because I liken it to like a balanced diet, right? It's colorful. Mm-hmm. There's like broccoli, there's carrots, there's, yeah. you know, tomatoes. It's colorful. And I feel like yeah. that's the same way our life is supposed to be and not just one-dimensional. Now, you did talk about opening yourself up, like you started dating again a year and a half. And and what did that look like? Because um, I feel like going through a divorce, like breakup in general, sometimes it is mm-hmm. hard to open yourself up again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Trust, insecurity, yeah. or even projecting previous things into, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. So how did you navigate that, both of you, your Lord, your friends? Well, for me, I did something similar to what Meg did um, before I quote unquote jumped in again. Um, I I felt like I had to find myself. Um, we mentioned earlier, you know, I was married for 18 years, and in 18 years, after a while, unfortunately, my counselor brought this out during counseling, which I highly recommend after divorces that you find therapy and you just get help because you can't do it all on your own. So she says, well, Kevin, what do you want? What do you like to do? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, what are your hobbies? Um, well, I, I go to work and I go home and I take care of the kids. Yeah, yeah, everybody does that. You're okay, great. What else do you like to do? And I did not have a hobby. I did not have something that was interest that mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing. And she looked at me and she said, you need to go get some kind of hobby, some kind of thing to do. And it hit me for the very first time that, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't have, I'm boring. I don't know, I don't have anything to do with my life besides caring for my kids, which is commendable, which is, well, I was saying we should do that. So I had good friends. Another great tip when you go to the book, man, surround yourself with amazing people. Friendship is everything. And I, I, I had some friends, first of all, they, Okay, Kevin, we're going to go shopping. They took me on shopping. We're going to help you get a makeover. Why are we doing this? Because you need to love yourself. It wasn't, hey, makeover for a date, makeover. Mm-hmm. It was all about me taking care of Calvin. So I did that. I hang out with the boys a lot. Went to Nuggets game. Was posting pictures on social media. Me at Nugget games. 
and I just spent a lot of time, uh, went to the gym. I, I don't go to the gym. I don't care. Why do you need to go to the gym? Well, I did because I had to find yeah. things to do. And the more I did those things, the more I focused on myself, the more healthier I became, the happier I became. My kids started enjoying me more because they saw their dad happier. And it was over a process of time. I wasn't looking for anyone. I wasn't like, as Meg was saying, the grizzly. You know, I, I, wasn't, I was just trying to focus on myself. One of the, the most hardest, two of the things that it was super hard for me to do. One, I took myself to the movies by myself. It was weird. <laughs> people do this all the time. Yeah. Single people do this all the time. But for me, because I hadn't done it in forever, it seemed strange. The second thing I did was uh, I, I took myself out. I literally go to a restaurant. It took, I had to work my way up. One time I went and I left. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't do it. Sit there by myself. The waiter came over. Hey, are we waiting for him? They always ask, are we waiting for another person? And I, I think it was the third time I went to a rest. Typically I would buy the food and eat it in the car or take it home. I sat down and I just, nope, I'll be eating by myself. And it was doing those things that I learned the process of being comfortable with myself, loving myself, buying myself flowers. I bought myself flowers a couple of times. And after that, it was, you know, I think it was over a year that I felt good about myself. And I was like, oh, wow, I think. And I asked my kids, but I think daddy's ready to go on a date. And they all gave me the thumbs up. And that's how my journey began. To, uh, to where it is now. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really like, I would have been worried if you hadn't dated other people before me because, man, I, wa I wanted like, I don't know. I just think that's such a healthy thing. So when you're dating other people, you learn so much about yourself. Um, triggers do come up. Yep. Um, you do project things. You don't always handle people well and you hurt people and like I did. Um, and that's like all part of your growth process. So I think the very first relationship I had, um, I couldn't, I, I needed to be more casual with dating than I was. I got too serious too fast. So it was a long-term relationship that lasted a little over a year. Um, but the whole time I was kind of talking myself into it just because, you know, I would tell myself he's a good man and stuff. And um, but that's not enough, just a good person that's just, you know, just a good person. That's not enough. <laughs> there's a lot of good people out there. There are. There, are, there are great people. So I learned a lot about myself through, you know, seven years of sometimes dating, sometimes not dating, and sometimes slipping into, um, I think I had one relationship in particular that I just slipped back into like an abusive relationship. And it was very short-lived. It actually lasted less than two months, but it brought a whirlwind of hurt with it. And so um, I think anything like that, if you found yourself there, if you've gotten out of divorce and you're in a good place and then you slip into a bad place and you, and you can feel so defeated, that was probably harder for me to overcome shame for, even almost in my divorce, because I was like, I know better. I've been to all this therapy and all this stuff. And I think you have to realize that this is like kind of like... Um, and first of all, get get out, stay away, get safe, all that stuff. And then instead of beating yourself up, realize that, wow, this has just become a mirror to show me 
this is more healing. There's an invitation here into more healing, not shame. And so I'm going to spend some time and just discover more about myself and, um, yeah. and surround myself with people. But also the one time I did slip into a really unhealthy, that unhealthy relationship, I had isolated myself. Mm. I had um, moved to a new city uh, away from here. I'd already met Kelvin and liked him. He would have been like my ideal, like all the way up here. But I didn't really think I was worthy. And it actually took me moving away and getting broken and going through some harder things um, years after divorce where I finally realized, you know what? I am really going to embrace how God sees me. And I don't want to do this anymore where I'm just going in circles and staying, you know, being hard on myself. So it ended up being a good thing. Like every relationship I think I've been through has ended up being a blessing because it's taught me so much. Dating so, for growth. I do yeah. not have any regrets. <laughs> there is something that only you can do. A crowd only you can influence. Listen, only you. Baby, Baby just, just you. you. You will most definitely fail trying to do life like somebody else. Stay in the lane. God brought you here for a reason. Get to know all of you. Serve me a gift. Serve me a gift. I'm going to serve you mine. This is legit.